Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 10 of Yeah But. I am Drew Canny. And I'm Annie Gardner. And we are so happy to be back together for you all once again. Annie, I want you to notice how I did not question the episode number because you and producer Andrew were talking about how it happens in every episode where you ask. Did you look it up before? I no, I just have a great recall. I have a wonderful memory. We sh- I should have remembered that this is the time because you know we hit we hit double digits now. We hit double. Di- who would have thought, thought that this ragtag podcast that started as a joke made it all the way <laughs> that started as a joke made it all the way to double digits. Wow, um, we've really we've really made it. Truly. We really have made it. I am back in the United States of America. What a gift! Uh, Belize was incredible. Shout out to if anybody that I met in Belize is listening right now. Did you plug the podcast in Belize? I, I plugged the podcast. Um, Love. Yeah, shout out to you. Thank you for being such wonderful fans. Um, so dedicated. So dedicated, truly. I also want to apologize. Uh, we do not have intro music yet, and my uncle, Uncle Jeff, creator of O, was commenting on how we did not have that. So... We have some stuff in the works. I don't want to get anyone's hopes up, but that will be coming soon. Intro music coming at you at a date. TBD. (laughs) TBD, indeed. Uh, Let's jump right into it. Let's talk about our O. I started writing them um, down because I'm so bad at coming up with them. So I have two. Uh, So so do you want me to start then? Um, I have them them written down on my phone. Oh, you have them written down. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. That's good. That's a good way to hold on to... (laughs) To my rage, yeah. Yeah. Which I try not to do, but I was like, it's it's embarrassing every episode when I'm like, I have no idea what I'm enraged about. Because also... It's for the podcast. podcast. I'm angry about so many things that that's just kind of ridiculous. Anyway. Yeah, of course. um, So yeah, I have uh, two, and they're both small and very petty. Um... But the first one is uh, personalized license plates. So okay. in here in California, there are a billion cars because there are a billion people. Um, and so many people have personalized license plates. And I just feel like I have never seen a personalized license plate that I've been like, oh, that's funny. Or like, that was worth it. Like, they always come across as like tacky or like... okay. Just super unnecessary. So the one that I saw a couple of days ago, and I was like, I was driving to work, and um, this car like sped past me, and I saw that their license plate, um, and it was like NVR and then tame. So it was never tame. And I was like, oof. okay, <laughs> yeah. I was like, big oof, big yike. Yeah. Is that's, this that's, that's a little rough. really what you want to like immortalize? And that like you paid money for. You know, that's like yeah. the thing. Is I'm like. If it wasn't, like, if you didn't have to pay money for it, then, like, whatever. But, like, you have paid money to intentionally, like, put this on something else that you paid a ridiculous amount of money for. That, like, mm-hmm. is your stamp of identity to all of us. And the one you went for was never tame. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not mankind at his best. No, and I think there was another one that was, like... Though it was basically like I'm a chiller or something like that, but like spelled mm. out like weirdly. I don't know. It was again. I'm just like I don't know. I'm a little concerned about what people are trying to say about themselves through the use of personalized license plates. So I'm sorry if anybody that, 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 that listens to us has a personalized is... license plate, but it's my O for this week. Yeah, no, I think that's an interesting like form. Like that just says so much about our society that that is now a form of self-expression like your license plate which i feel like your car to a lot of people is a form of self-expression anyway but like then to take it and like in california the standard license plate is like white with like i think it's it's like a red california and then like the numbers um but it's a white background but then the personalized license plates are black with like yellow lettering and so like you know from a ways off if this person has personalized license plate 
And like, I, so I always look at them when, when I'm driving. And like I said, so many people, like more than any other state I've ever been in, so many people have personalized license plates in California. I think I'd like to get a personalized license plate and just make it like a regular license plate. <laughs> yeah, just like choose the numbers. Keep, keep everybody guessing. Yeah. They're like, what is no, the significance? No what is happening? Yeah. Um, I guess my other petty O, which this one doesn't have as much of a conversation, but people typing with their index fingers really gets me still. Because, mm, like, contact. yeah, because I um, work with a couple of, I work with um, this one engineer in particular. He's one of, like, the smartest people I've ever met, and he's um, so, so helpful, so nice. But he type and he writes so many reports and, like, long emails, but I spend a lot of time in his office working with him, and he types with his index fingers, and I'm always wow. like, oh, no. You never. That's insane. I like. Have you never taken a typing class? I'm just. Yeah. I, it's too much. Anyway, that one's petty. But. Wow. Wow, I can't believe that. I know. It's. I I can't either. Okay, what you got for us, Drew? It's been three weeks. I hope you have a lot of built up rage. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my mission trip in Belize really, <laughs> really begat a lot of <laughs> really did a, it a lot of things that I was. Honestly, I don't have much. I realized as you were saying, oh, I actually wrote them down because I don't have anything. I was like, man, I don't have anything this time. So there's a first. Whoa. Um, How the tables have turned. Ooh, you know what? Never mind. I do have something. Dang it. Okay. I thought we were going to stump you this week. My O is sports teams not being able to clinch. Stop it. And here's why. I don't want to. So... At the time of recording this, it is June 11th, 2019, and Game 6 of the Stanley Stop. Cup happened on Sunday night. I don't want to talk Our about Saint this Our St. Louis Blues <laughs> were playing the Boston Bruins in St. Louis. Had a chance to win their first Stanley Cup in St. Louis, and they choked so hard. It was embarrassing. Um, and then, last night, that was Monday night, the Raptors had a chance to win their first NBA Finals championship in Toronto in Game 5 against the Golden State Warriors. They also were down big, came back, and took the lead, and then choked and lost in like the last few seconds. And everyone was saying, especially during the NBA Finals game, like, oh man, aren't you glad about this? Like, it, it makes the series more competitive and exciting and i'm like no, no. <laughs> to be honest like the game was exciting in and of itself i don't need any more excitement because i want these teams to win so i'd rather like with the blues now it's like it's a 50 50 chance and now i'm just maybe like even less because for like they're three in extra days so yeah, yeah you have to stress and there's a chance that they actually lose which sucks and then with toronto it's like no, I, I wish that they beat the Warriors in five, and I just think that's a great story. So anyway, that's my outrage is teams have like being one game away and not being able to clinch. It's so frustrating. Yeah, my only... Uh, also, sh go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say my only comfort in this is that I think that if I was writing... If me, who knows nothing about sports, um, was writing like a like a a movie about like an underdog sports team i would probably play it yeah. out like this like played out to the very end and then and then just okay because you have to admit it's a better story now i would mm -hmm. also super have rather them played them the blues one at home you know like in us not have yeah. to deal yeah. with the seventh game but i'm just saying no i get you sorry i'm so tired to everybody listening i had a long day power washing our church and i'm just i'm a little tuckered out so he's also laying and, and down right now like very I am. There's, there's a chance <laughs> i fall asleep in the middle of this podcast this. even though i find us so interesting um i also annie i want to now just take some time to have a conversation directly with your mother so mom you're gonna be listening she asked me i talked to her this afternoon and she was like are, did you guys record this week i was like oh we are tonight and then the very end of our call she's like so it's for sure gonna be up tomorrow and i was like yeah hopefully so she's yeah. definitely gonna listen so mom okay, okay. Hi, well listen up. here it is i saw the musical biopic 
about Elton John. And I a couple weeks ago, I mentioned how I don't like musical biopics. I think I'm going to have to get a charger because my laptop is just burning battery. So I'm going to walk and talk. Wow. Unprepared. Um, I plugged in my computer a while ago. We're new. I, well, Sorry, I, was, I started at 56% and I was like, oh, I'll be fine. And then now it's at 31% already. So what was that called? Uh, Rocket Man? Yeah, it's called Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. I wanted to see that. I, do, I don't think my mom has seen it yet. So, but the whole thing was, I said how I didn't like musical biopics, and your mom was talking to you and was like, I'm a big fan of musical biopics. She's a big fan of, how dare true, yeah, of like the, not, like, I always knew this as a kid, that like, if anything said, based on a true story, not inspired by a true story, because they take too many artistic liberties with that, apparently, but if it said based on a true story, then my mom was probably going to love it. Okay, based on a true story is also just inspired by a true story. Nothing in movies are real. But anyway, I saw it and I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. It was different than most musical biopics that I have seen. Um, it told a true story, but there were several surrealistic sequences that were kind of fun and different. My only critique, and I guess this is when it comes down to it, like this is, sorry, that was my door. Um... Oh my gosh, I'm a mess. Um, my only critique, and this is my critique with all musical biopics, is that they're not really rewatchable, you know? Like, they're just kind of forgettable. Like, I, I saw that movie and I enjoyed it, but I have no desire to see it again. And I guess you can make the argument that, like, that's not really what it's supposed to be. Yeah. But I feel like because of that, there's never going to be a an amazing musical biopic that I'm going to be like, oh, I have to see that again. Yeah. Well, what other, like, what else do you put, give me some other titles that you would categorize similarly. As a musical biopic? Yeah, well, I mean, like, or uh, the same thing where it's like, I just wouldn't rewatch this. Like, I enjoyed it, but. Okay, um, Walk the Line by Johnny, or the Johnny Cash one. Um, I only saw part of that. Um, there's a Temptations musical biopic. Um, there's the Ray Charles one. The Ray Charles one is incredible. Um, but it's, I'm not like clamoring to be like, oh, I have to watch it because, and here's why all of those musical biopics are the same movie. And even this rocket man, same thing as well. Uh, even though I liked it, it was like, here's this singer or musical group. They came from humble beginnings and they made songs that you really like. But, oh no, they did drugs. Oh no. And they became terrible people because they did drugs. And then it's like, okay, that's every movie. Like, Yeah, I mean... I didn't, I didn't I, know I, that Elton John did drugs. drugs, but I knew that that was going to be what the movie was about. And I think that is fair, but I don't know. I think about the movies that I, like, love rewatching, and it's, like, the dumb movies that we talk about a lot, you know? Or it's, like, I... Just watch What a Girl Wants again for like the fifth time or something like the other day. I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, you you should watch it honestly. I think we could have okay. some good conversations about it. Maybe not on the podcast, but um, I think that you would. I don't know. Anyway, um, but they're like, like there are some really good movies that I can watch over and over again. But I feel like it's the same reason why I rewatch like Friends or like The Office or something so many times because it's like this isn't the best content that i could possibly consume but this is like sure. in but this is like enjoyable or this is you know which not saying i think but i just think some of it is part of the genre that it's like when we watch something like the kissing booth or um you know something like that like i also know exactly what's gonna happen i'm not watching this because it's like gonna take a twist i guess sure but then you look at a movie like pulp fiction where it's like, oh, I watch this again and I get more out of it upon further rewatchings just because I, yeah, I know what's going to happen, but that a lot like opens me up to notice other things about the writing and about the way it was shot. Yeah. I mean, I've actually never seen, well, I, I just, I've never I don't seen think, Pulp Fiction, I will say, but uh, I, I don't think I get that, that, there's, kind of that there's ever been a musical biopic that is also like done like to do to say to tell anything more than the life story and i think that would be an interesting like 
way to like take this story of this person and then like make it bigger not just about some cause or movement but like to tell a story and to tell a lesson rather than just like oh elton john did drugs you know yeah anyway anyway no i think, uh, I think uh, that's I, fair okay that's probably let's, that's our a token movie tangent for this yeah, episode yes, of course. <laughs> we've been without it for so long i know now. I mean, Benny and I did um, not talk about uh, movies very much, so... So there you go. So there You're go. welcome. Thank goodness I'm back. Um, yeah, so our question this week is... Free time, colon. Is it all it's cracked up to be? I like how you, like, section off the question just so producer andrew knows exactly how to title the <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> the well that's that's really what we're looking for because to we'll give people a back a background to this we already kind of knew what we wanted to talk about and we're like well we do this as a question so we just need to find a way to phrase this into a question oh really so, so anyway, really a peek behind the curtain on that one yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> you're welcome well we you know we trust our listeners now we have a, a solid and loyal fan base i'm just waiting for the yeah but wiki to pop up where they just collect all the dumb stuff that we say and like create an entire profile that complete with our social security numbers honestly wouldn't be that actually if, okay i need to get real with our listeners here if you somehow have my social security number please do not put it online well i will also expressly say that because mom i know you know my social please don't hand <laughs> it out <laughs> That would be a pretty legendary yeah but wiki if your mom just like made a full profile on you. Yeah, honestly. And then just said like Drew Canny is her co-host. <laughs> and that was it. It's actually And he talks way too much about movies. There's just like a, a footnote that is like, "Oh yeah, yeah Drew Canny's also there." That's cool though. Yeah. So, free time. Is it all it's cracked up to be? Annie, I'll throw it to you first. Um Yeah, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> And that's it. No, I'm kidding. Um, I mean, my answer to my short answer is, is yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a yes and no. It's kind of what do you make of free time? So um, we are in summer now. We are, Drew, your water bottle is so loud. Sorry, I put it right next to the mic. You fool. I was, I was trying to get a sip. <laughs> okay. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm just so thirsty. We're also uh, new at this, as you guys know. Um, we have just moved into doing this cross-country recording, so you'll have to forgive our blunders or the times when Drew puts his super loud hydro flask right next to the mic. Anyway. Not, not a sponsor. sponsor. Not a sponsor. Um, and, and if they offered us a sponsorship, we wouldn't accept it because their water bottles are too loud. Well, we're not really in a place to be denying sponsorship right now, now are we? They, they, ha they would have to make like a, a new line of water bottles that are, that are like good for podcasters. Good. Okay, perfect. Anyway back to the to the topic so i'd say like free time yeah it's definitely what you use it for like what you make of it so um we were in summer and drew and i were kind of talking before about realizing the importance of routine especially during summer because we all you know like during the school year and especially us as students like we have we have a routine you know we have a weekly class schedule we have homework we need to do we have um you know, we go to mass most days, we uh, have our time for prayer, all this stuff. Um, but in summer, you know, like some of us have jobs or things like that, but it's, you have so much more time and that's the beauty of summer um, and kind of needing to recharge and taking the time that you need for that. But I find that like, I become so bored for one, but also like do kind of like start slipping back as like being kind of a good person when I have too much free time or um, mm -hmm. when I'm kind of in my head too much or if I just spend all of my free time like rewatching Friends for the 15th time or whatever, then like yeah. Yeah. not a super productive use of free time. Um, and so there's like, there's this thing and it, it was funny that we were talking about wanting to do this today um, and we hadn't talked about that before. But, like, literally last night, I wrote up what's called a rule of life for my summer. And kind of the idea of a rule of life, it's uh, prevalent in a lot of religious orders. But um, it's basically like a schedule. But in, like, scheduling your day, but kind of the idea is um, to 
really reflect on and think about your priorities and like schedule things in appropriately to give time for that. Cause it's like the reality with like prayer or something like that is like, you're not gonna, you're not going to pray if you don't schedule out of time for it or if you don't totally. um, add it into your routine. Um, and so I think routine sometimes gets kind of a bad rap in a, with, with us or um, with younger people. Cause you know, like, yes, you want to be spontaneous and you want to have the ability to kind of, you want to like go with the flow essentially, but like, you're never going to, I don't know, virtue is a habit so often, or like you, it, it's, it's habitual. You have to practice it over and over again. And how are you going to build virtue if you um, don't schedule it in, honestly? Sure. Sure. Yeah, I agree. I, I think like for me, I go back to whenever I'm on break from school and especially like even with the shorter breaks where you just kind of all of a sudden are thrown into um into this like ocean of unplanned time and i think to answer to answer the basic question i think free time is extremely important and time that you can take for yourself obviously is necessary right like we're not trying to say work 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 to quote Rihanna, um, yeah, like, because obviously that's not good. You need time for yourself. You need to recharge. You need to rest. But when you have so much of it and you don't use it intentionally, that's where I think it can become... Where the problem is. Yeah, become problematic and, and even harmful, like you were saying. Like, if you, like you, it's so easy to fall out of a habit of prayer. Um, and I think you can have, like mission and drive and focus and then if you go and just like enter into a period of a lot of free time and just do nothing with it you just sit around and do nothing like it's really easy to lose that drive and to just like kind of forget why you were doing anything in the first place um and i think like i think i am a lot less joyful when i am unintentional with my free time yeah i would agree or it's like you spend, so if you don't like plan out your free time and I, cause my kind of inevitable with having a lot of free time and not like doing anything with it is like watching a lot of TV or something like that. Totally. And so we're like spending a lot of time on social media or whatever. And then you just like, you finish or you go to bed or something. You're just like, I didn't do anything. And not that like I needed to do things, but it's like, I wasn't, yeah, like nothing really brought me, me joy. Like I didn't have any intentional encounters with people or with like, or in prayer that would like be any source of joy because like movies and TV are great in like a cultural sense, you know, and like in moderation or like experiencing those things with people, you know, like we watch a lot of movies and we talk about it and that is, but that's like a fruitful conversation most of the time. Um, yeah. Whereas like, if I'm just like sitting in my room for an entire Saturday watching a whole season of Grey's Anatomy or something like that, like, as much as I enjoy the show, it's just kind of like, yeah, it doesn't bring me any joy. It doesn't, yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't really f- fill me in in any way. I would say. Yeah, I think that it just is like, it leaves you just wishing that you had more free time so that you could use it well, and then it like that affects I think the way that you take it back to work or school or whatever because it's just like man I had a whole weekend and all I did was watch three seasons of The Office and eat a bunch of food that I didn't need to and yeah do nothing so now I just feel terrible and I'm gonna be a lot less productive because I'm just thinking about how I wish I had done something differently or I just want to get back and binge even more right and there's, I think, something also to be said about, like, you know, because people talk a lot, a lot about, like, not wanting to think, not wanting things to just be, like, a check-the-box sort of thing. But yeah, I sometimes, yeah. like, thrive in those times where I'm like, cool, I checked this box, I get, like, a lot of satisfaction from that. And, like, sure. I did that. Or, like, because when you, I think the idea is, like, when you write out a rule of life or, like, you write out your schedule and you're, like, intentionally scheduling out your time, the point is not to, like, fill every waking moment with, something you know the -hmm. point but the point is to like think about your priorities and to um schedule your life appropriately 
And so then when you follow that schedule, like you're meeting those priorities that you have. And so like, yeah, kind of in the action itself, you are just kind of checking the box, but like, there's a reason why you made the box in the first place. Like it's up to you to make the box. And I think that's like, cause I don't know, coming off, like we're still pretty early in summer. Like I feel like we've been in summer forever, but like we really haven't. It's been like maybe two, it's been like two weeks, but yeah. um, But coming off of like the end of the semester, it's like I went from like a month of feeling like I had like literally no free time or like dealing with graduation and everything. Like it was just a lot of like emotional, like emotionally draining, very school heavy, like coursework intensive, all of this stuff. And then suddenly it was like, I have nothing, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, I had to get out here. I had to move to California and I started my job. But like going from having like maybe two or three classes a day and then just having a crazy amount of homework to then working like nine hour days is just like so, so different. Um, Yeah. And so it is important to schedule like the time that I do have that like I'm not at work. Like you said, to like be... I mean, I kind of hesitate to use the word productive because it's like, we're not just trying to like produce things. We're not trying to like, like I said, it's not about filling every moment of your day or about like doing things, but it's about giving time to the areas of your life that you need to give time to. Yeah. And and I think that's why, like, I would use the word intentional over the word productive because just being intentional and just like um, saying, okay, yeah, for the next hour or two hours I'm just gonna sit and watch Netflix like that is being intentional and you're still giving yourself time to relax and decompress and if that's what you need then great but to kind of keep it in check to make sure that there is still a balance to your life and you're not just kind of wasting the day away you know like I was talking with my dad today and and some friends as well and just talking about how you get into summer and it seems so open-ended and especially like when you're a kid and you don't really have a calendar and you don't know when you don't know what day school starts back up and you really don't know what the day is if summer feels like it lasts forever you know and then as you get older and and things start popping up on your calendar months in advance you start looking and realizing i had so many great ideas for what I was going to do in all the weekends of summer or whatever. And I only have so many of those left. Um, and so that's why I think like, yeah, I, I think that being intentional with your time is so important because then you realize like, yeah, while it would be great to watch the whole season of Grey's Anatomy or whatever it is, um, or even, even with something good, while it would be great to, reread the entire Harry Potter series like there are other things that that I want to do and I only have so much time to do them before I'm not able to anymore right or like recognize you know like for me summer um has always been has always been challenging with with prayer especially just because like being outside of um I've talked about this before but like just being away from the community not I don't have access really to a chapel to pray in um here things like that are difficult, but like also recognizing that I never have more, even though I work nine hour days and I commute an hour and a half every day, like I have way more free time here, like during the summer than I ever do at school because, or at least it feels like that because like, you know, while I might have a few hours of free time during like in the middle of the day or something at KU, like I always, you know, I always have homework. I always have small groups I always like whatever it is like you always have stuff that you need to be preparing for you need to be doing but yeah yeah. you know recognizing as I was starting to be like no I think I do need to actually write out my schedule because I was like starting to get into a kind of a natural routine anyway but I was like I need to sit down and actually write this out because they're like I never have more enough or I had never have more time than this to like read regularly and to uh really pray consistently um, literally at the same time every day, because when I'm at school, sometimes I don't pray at the same time every day. But um, and recognizing that, like, it's it's really like just me out here, which is hard in a lot of ways, but which is like super fruitful in a lot of other ways. Yeah, that yeah, like totally. I only have uh, my only concern this summer is like my own time um, and how I use it and like serving others and everything is part of that. But like. I spend so much time alone in the summer 
and that can be challenging or it can be just like a time for a lot of grace and a lot of a lot of growth depending on yeah, how yeah. i build routines and how i build habits and how i schedule my time and the things i choose to do totally yeah i think that even beyond that too like just making a commitment and seeing it through is also really small but but very important and so just saying like yeah, I'm going to take this hour that I have later today and call my friend or go on a bike ride or whatever. Just like making that time and then doing it is a really good way and a small way to just build faithfulness and um, yeah, your ability to like, to let your guests mean yes and, and know that you can hold yourself accountable. And I think that that is something that is like, Really, I'm not going to like go on the, oh, this generation rant because I think that's dumb. But I think that it's hard for people our age um, to commit to things. And we're always kind of looking for a way to never commit to anything and just see if something better comes along. And just by being able to say, okay, this is what I'm going to do and doing it, that's important. Because that is going, like, I think that comes in handy and really shows, like, in, in friendships and relationships by saying, yeah, I'm going to do this and then doing it, that means a lot. a lot. Yeah. Well, and even, like, I think that we, sometimes that's difficult for people our age, not even just because it's, like, we're always looking for something better. And I do think that's part of it. But also because, like, all of the commitments we've made kind of up until this point, other people have held us accountable for. You know, like, in... Like, I yeah. remember my, when I played t-ball for one summer when I was, like, seven, oh my God. <laughs> I remember it didn't go that well, maybe not shockingly, because I was not the athlete that I am now, um, but, no, I remember, like, I was complaining to my mom the whole summer because it was too hot, and she was like, okay, and I was like, I want to quit, and I remember her saying, you need to finish the season out, you know, like, you need to, you made a commitment, you have to finish the season, and so, like, she was really big on that. She would let us quit, like, at the end of our commitment, but she was big on, like, if you made a commitment, you had to follow through, which is important yeah. to yeah. teach your children, obviously. I was seven. Um, but kind of, like, up until, like, and even through high school, like, our parents are kind of that force behind them. It's like, okay, be, like, you made the commitment or whatever, like, you need to see it through. And then in college, it's like, we start making decisions for ourselves, but it's even, like, committing to go to college. Maybe that's, like, kind of a decision we make for ourselves, but it's still, like, you know, our professors are still holding us accountable through that you know so it's yeah, always yeah. we're always responding to other people and so like I think that it is important in to practice making commitments to yourself and just like following that through because yeah some of it is like relational or whatever and yeah being like okay I said I was going to call you at this time like I'll call you at this time you know or whatever being you know not being flaky is very important in relationships and friendships but I think it's also important in times like this when we have a lot of free time or we have a lot of kind of time to ourselves to be intentional and like committed in that time for ourselves you know even though it's just us and even though nobody's going to be like oh did you follow the schedule today that you laid out for yourself like nobody else is going to ask you that but like there's virtue to be found in in building those habits yeah totally and i think part of it can be seen too as a preparation for like you're saying the day when not only are you just going to have, like you're on your own as far as coming through with your commitments and the punishment is not, is more severe if you don't, but also the day when you're holding other people accountable. Like you're saying, like when you transition from being the child to being the parent, okay, now you have children that, that you're going to keep accountable. And if you can't keep yourself accountable, you can't keep other people accountable either. Yeah, that's very true. And it's, it's just like, yeah, I mean, building routines and building habits is, I think, kind of a lost art sometimes um, with us. And because it's like, I don't know, like I said before, routine kind of has a bad rap and you never really like, I don't like, I think there's also a, a tendency sometimes when we start talking about routine or like schedules because um, there's the tendency and the kind of natural 
resistance towards the like super schedule person you know the very type a very like your schedule is everything you can't go away from it um so i think we maybe there's also an importance in like the flexibility of your schedule um but the point of it is always going back to those priorities um more and more so and so like if you're building a schedule for yourself and you're setting these priorities it's again like that preparation of when you have a family or when you are um fulfilling your vocation whatever way like you also need to reflect kind of constantly on these priorities and the ways that you want to grow or else your routine will just become mindless or will just become whatever but if you are reflecting on these things and making your priorities evident in your schedule um and not just being like oh i'll go to mass when i get a chance like during the week or i'll um kind of pray when I have a free minute because every time I feel like I do that on like weekend weekends especially when I have like hours and hours of free time when I'm just like I'll pray at some point it just like does not happen most of the time sure or it happens like late at night way later than it should when I'm falling asleep because I'm like ah oh, crap I pushed this off too long yeah yeah totally um I I think like the reason that I felt like I kind of was drawn to this idea for an episode was just because I know that it's going to be really hard for me to, um, yeah, to like make that happen and make myself be accountable and, and hold myself to a good routine because even this was like, I got back to Lawrence on Sunday night. So yesterday was really my first day of being here and like starting my routine for the summer. And one of the things is I want to start praying the liturgy of the hours more frequently. So um, praying night prayer and the office of readings in the morning and morning prayer. And so me and one of the guys I'm living with were like, all right, we'll do morning prayer at seven every morning. And I wanted to pray office before then. So I set my alarm for 630 and like that alarm went off and I was just like, "Mm, nope, nope, not happening. And then I didn't even go down for morning prayer And so then not only did I not stick to what I wanted to do and what I said I was going to do, but I also left my partner hanging too. Um, So I think for like more than anything for me, it's just like, okay, I want, I want this to kind of be my own pep talk to say like, Hey, not, not only, yeah, you can do it. And also this is important. This is really important. Yeah, I mean, if it helps, I wrote this, like, rule of life, like, literally last night, and then I forgot to set my alarm, so my, I usually wake up, my alarm goes off at 6, because I have to leave by, like, 6.30 or 6.15, something like that, Um, and I did not set my alarm last night, I forgot, and so I had, like, just wrote out this schedule, and then this morning I woke up at, like, 7 or so, um, yeah. because I forgot to set my alarm, which like, thank God I woke up at seven and not like nine or something insane. Totally. Um, so I was only like half an hour late for work or something like that. And it kind of, it doesn't super matter. Like as long as I'm not missing meetings, like it doesn't, I, it, my work is pretty flexible with like, I can just shift over like half an hour on time yeah. and it's like not a big deal. Um, but yeah, I felt like I was like hit with that humility really fast where I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I got this. Like I wrote out my schedule. I'm feeling good. I have like my priorities in check and all this stuff. And then, cause I think, and I think, I don't remember who it is. I think St. Jose Maria Escriva, cause he's usually pretty practical about stuff like this. He talks about like the importance of starting the day properly. And so he talks about like the heroic minute a lot, which I n- never do and am trash at always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think we've talked about the heroic minute before, haven't we? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we have. For those who do not know what the heroic minute is, um, the idea, sorry if we have talked about this before, but um, it's been a while, so we'll just give a refresher. But the heroic minute is um, this practice when you get up. So as soon as your alarm goes off or like right when you wake up in the morning, you have one minute to like get up and get out of bed and then pray like a morning offering is how it usually goes. And then um, sometimes I used to try to find the loophole where I would, like, get up and pray my morning offering and then I would, like, get back in bed and keep sleeping. And that's, like, super not the purpose of it. Um, But the idea in the purpose is to, like, is for discipline, but also to, like, start off your morning with, like, overcoming your laziness immediately. 
And I struggle a lot with laziness, so God frequently asks me to do the heroic minute, and I frequently fail at it, which is really <laughs> fun. Um, but I wasn't even trying to do that with this. I just, like, forgot to set an alarm, and then I, like, started opening my eyes, and I was like, it's a lot brighter than it normally is. And then I looked at my clock, and I was like, well, crap. Cool. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but it was just, like, that dose of humility that it was, like, yeah, I am writing my schedule, and I'm, like, trying to get everything in check and all this stuff. And I got hit immediately with my own forgetfulness and my own, like, I don't know, lack of detail to remember to set my alarm. Sure. And I think that the point then there is just, like, the most important thing is that you have that schedule written out. And then... Well, and then, like, not becoming... To, to work at it. Yeah, not becoming discouraged when I failed immediately. Sure. You know, because, like, so my plan... I, I can... Oh, no, I guess I closed it. But my, like, rule of life or whatever has me getting up at 6... And then seeing my morning offering, um, you know, packing my lunch and then leaving for work. And then I've been trying to pray my rosary on the way to work um, it, just in the car because it's like a 45 minute drive. And so I definitely have time to. Um, and I kind of like I feel like I always have this thing with the rosary that it's like I need to be like in a chapel or like in a place where I can really meditate. But like mm -hmm. but I am realizing that I just like don't do that or like I feel almost t like tired at the end of my hour of prayer or whatever so adding on another 20 minutes is like too daunting for me for some reason sure. and so i'm like you know what is better than not praying any rosary at all praying it in the car so we're starting with yeah, that yeah for sure um yeah but that's like something i'm trying to like incorporate more so then you know and then you know going to work and i don't really have any schedule for work hours because that changes every day but, you know, coming home and doing my run and, um, and like, cooking dinner and uh, maybe talking to somebody on the phone or something like that. Like, I have my evenings planned out pretty well. But it's, like, the challenge today was, even though I started off, like, getting up literally an hour later than I meant to and, like, being so frazzled and stuff right when I woke up, then it's, like, not becoming discouraged enough to be, like, well, then today's just, like, garbage. Yeah, yeah the rest of the day's a wash. And I want to say something, too, because I, I think that this whole podcast really could be very easily misconstrued as these dumb and stupid lame Catholics don't like having fun. Um, you gotta. That Why might be true for Annie. Hey, However, I'm super fun. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If you have to say I'm super fun, you have to reconsider some things. Whatever, um, But I I want I just want to affirm, like, is free time all it's cracked up to be? I guess that depends on who's giving you, who's kind of gassing up free time and what they're saying about it. But free time is a good thing. And I think that really what is, what we see the problem with is kind of how you respond to having it. Yeah. Um, it, it's, all, it's all in the way that it is applied and used because, and again, that doesn't mean always like, oh, well... I have a free two hours. That's just enough time for me to make the rounds at the local soup kitchen. <laughs> you know, like that's wonderful. And if you want to do that, you're much holier than go me. For it. But cool. I, I am very, I'm very pro helping pro. serve at a soup kitchen. I'm not trying to discourage. This is a pro soup kitchen podcast. This would is like a pro soup kitchen podcast. I'd like to say that, but but I also like want to say yeah. You, you can know yourself and know, like, man, I really just need to sit down and do nothing or take a nap. Good. Like, be again, just be intentional with that time. I think, like, yeah, the worst comes from when we're just like, I have no plan, so I'm just going to kind of float around until, you know, I'm going to turn on the Food Network and then I'm going to scroll through Facebook while I'm watching the Food Network. And before you know it, half the day's gone. And, well, and there are things, like, in my like, in my rule of life that I wrote out, it, there's, like, okay, yeah, like, my run is not super fun, but that's, like, an intentional thing for me. Because, um, like, working out is, you know, important as a human, so I'm told. Um, so, you know, gotta keep doing it, I guess. But, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so something like that, but then there is, like, like, I have, like, an hour scheduled out every day to, like, either talk to somebody on the phone or just, like, watch TV. And then the hour before bed is, like, when I'm reading, you know? And because that's stuff that I enjoy doing and is, like, important to me to keep up with on, like, a daily basis. But, like, I don't really have... My weekends change so much that I don't really have... Like, I'm not going to write out a rule of life for that. Because, like, I kind of have no idea. Every other weekend is a three-day weekend for me. So, like, 
I don't know what I'm, I might be going camping this weekend. I might be going to Santa Barbara. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing this weekend. Um, so like allowing that time to just kind of be like, okay, I'm going to plan this on like a day by day basis. And like with the intention of like, I'm going to do something fun every day, you know, or something that like I enjoy and brings me like, brings me closer to other people or, um, whatever, because I think that that, but it kind of like goes back to this conversation almost reminds me of the conversation we have sometimes about holy leisure um Mm -hmm. and the ways to like that rests are so important and just like kind of not doing anything sometimes are like so important you know like i have so many friends that like during the school year like sundays they always take a nap like after mass or whatever and that's like they need to rest because that you know or i went on a i went on a silent retreat this last weekend um, and I was talking to somebody about it afterwards. They're asking me how it was. And I was like, this is the first retreat I've ever been on that I like slept a lot, you know, cause mm-hmm. it was, you know, normally on retreats, we have these big, um, very important, you know, or like Quinania, which is a retreat that we do at St. Lawrence, which literally means community in Greek. So the focus is like spending time with people. And we literally like will encourage retreatants. Like you don't need to sleep <laughs> that yeah, much, yeah. you know, like this is, um, the weekend isn't really about rest. The weekend is about bonding and about, um, you know, connecting with other people, which is so important to have those experiences. And I'm glad that I did, but like this last weekend, um, I just like, I was feeling really tired the first night and God was literally just like, yeah, cause you're tired. You need to go to bed. Like I just need you to sleep a lot and kind of reset. And so it was so refreshing. And so, um, fruitful and so good for me to just like you know and even the sisters i was run by the carmelite sisters of the most sacred heart of los angeles um who are a super dope order would highly recommend any of the retreats they put on at sacred heart retreat house um but they were like on our free time on saturday we had like four hours of free time and they were like if you need to go sleep go sleep take a nap that's so important to like take care of the human stuff to allow the lord to like speak Um, yeah and so there is you know or even like watching tv is like a good way to unwind you know as long as it's not you're not doing it for like seven hours or something in a row is like is the key and i love tv and movies so i'm not gonna like stop watching them yeah permanently because that is also you know i have like friendships that are like kind of half based on on these things or like that's a big part of of what we talk about and how we relate Sure. sure and so yeah like you said it's not about just like not having fun or just like scheduling all your time so that you're always studying and working and you know praying or whatever but it's about knowing what's important and following through on it yeah I, I think one of my best memories from Belize and when I was like I was there on mission and it was an incredible experience and we just like got to do so many things with so many beautiful people and um but one of my favorite memories there was it was our last day and the last day of the trip we kind of took to be tourists. We flew out to San Pedro, uh, which is like, I don't know if it's technically an island, but if it's not an island, it's at the end of this like peninsula that's half in Mexico, half in Belize, in the Caribbean. And um, my favorite memory was sitting on a beach chair with a bottle of Coke and a cigar. And like, just for you know, 30 or 45 minutes just sitting with one of the guys that I was on mission with and just like talking with him about not much in particular and just like enjoying that moment of rest. And it was, it was needed and also felt well earned too. And I think that's another important thing to talk about too is like, and and that could be a whole other podcast, but like, um, make sure that you're earning your, your moments of free time too. Like, like when you're working, don't be in free time mode and, and really earn that, earn that rest because then it, it makes the rest all the sweeter and, and all the more, um, fruitful, fruitful too. too. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's all about priorities. It's all about balance. You know, I think so often summer, it feels like you earned the whole summer because of how hard you worked, like at the very end of the school year. But, like, you can fall so, like, you have to have that balance in your everyday life of, like, working and then resting and working and resting. Um, It can't just be, like, a, I feel like 
there's the temptation to treat it as like a season of rest or whatever, which yeah. it, it is in a sense, but like, and I mean, it's also unrealistic. Some, you know, so many of us have jobs or internships or whatever um, over the summer. So it's not like we can even pretend that we just have like these days and days of a free time like you did when you were a kid. You yeah. know, it just it just looks different. And you're like we've said, like you're responsible for your own time now, which is different. But yeah, I agree. I, I think that, that that's a, a good place to kind of wrap up and and just to remind, especially if there are any uh, yeah butters and, and Annie and Canny fannies who are currently on break uh, to encourage you to be intentional with your time and also to make sure that you are kind of touching base with with your sort of your rock, your community, whether that's family or friends um, that can just like encourage you in growth and in mission, because this is a time where it's really easy to lose sight of that. So um, yeah, Annie, it was a pleasure to be back with you, to be back in the great state of Kansas. I know that you're not here, but you know that's that's a problem for another day. My heart is always in Kansas, but that's right. right. Good to that's be. Right. People back don't at get it. it. If you, man, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't been to Kansas, I like don't even know how to explain Kansas to people, like especially in California, because they always talk. They're like, I guess I never really think about, it, and they always refer to them as the flyover states, which some people get offended about. I don't really care um, about about that term, but I'm like, I don't even know how to. And I feel bad because, like, I love St. Louis with everything in my heart, obviously. Sure, sure. But most people from St. Louis, like, love St. Louis and then, like, kind of don't care about the rest of Missouri. Sorry, yeah. Missouri. Yeah. I'm also kind of one of those people that I, like, love St. Louis. And when people start criticizing it, I'll, like, fight you, basically. Um, For sure. But, like, I love Kansas so much it's insane. Like, I don't, know, yeah. even, I don't even know how. I don't even know why. Yeah. I don't know yeah, how not, to explain it. And not even just more. Lawrence. No, like, I love the, Kansas. The whole state. I don't know how this happened. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, maybe new segment, gush about Kansas. It's incredible. If you haven't been, you have to come. They have the world's largest it, ball it, of twine. It's just, it's the salt of the earth and just a delight. And there's nothing like a Kansas sunset. Oh, that's nothing, true. Nothing like it. California mm-hmm. sunsets are good, but I, yeah, Kansas sunsets are, are just really something. I've seen more yeah, rainbows yeah. in Kansas than I've seen anywhere else. Because it's it's God's country. Because it's Kansas God's is country. God's country. He reminds us constantly of His covenant. That's um, right. I will amen, say, amen. I did see a very significant rainbow um, at the Salt Lake Airport when I was flying back from surprising my grandma for her 90th birthday. So that was pretty cool too. That's, That's cool, cool, but, but it's, it's still, still not Kansas. Kansas. Not Kansas though. Gosh, I. Miss that state that is flatter than a pancake. Uh, Ugh. Has my gift. heart, truly, always. Also, I love that the state, I love the state motto, because it's also, it's at Astra Per Aspera, and that's, like, a something that we say that, like, is a motto around NASA a lot, too, because especially, especially the at Astra. Yeah. yeah. To, the to the stars. Um, and so that's what, like, our administrator, every time he sends out, like, a NASA-wide email, he always, like, signs it at Astra. And I'm always like, Ugh, Kansas. Even though I know he's not referring to Kansas. Kansas. <laughs> all, all roads lead back to Kansas, as they say. Amazing, always. Well, we could gush about this for 20 more 20 minutes. 20 more minutes. But I think I'm going to end it here, and we will see you guys next week.